Yo fam, welcome to Let's Go with Nick Pags. This series is intended to empower you to break through your self-limiting beliefs and step into your personal power. You're the only one in your way, so if you're ready to step up and out, this is your show. Let's go. What up fam, welcome back to another episode of Let's Go. It's your boy Nick Pags, and we have a very... How do I, like, what's a good adjective for you? Ninja-like woman on our episode today. (laughs) Angela is here! Woo! Welcome, girl. How you doing? Thank you. I'm great. Um, Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Me too. I'm really excited to let's go. You know what I'm excited about is the fact that I don't actually know a ton of your story, which is hilarious because it's on TV and I should probably just check it out. But, um... I'm just going to let her jump into this and kind of give the lowdown on who she is, what she does, and why she's on the show. She is going to be, I believe, one of the most inspiring stories that we hear on Let's Go. Ooh, oh my God. Wow, we set set the record high, so let's get it done. So, Angela, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, like what's your story. Hook us up. So yeah, I mean, I'm going to try and keep the, get to the short version of it, but my name's Angela Gargano. Um, I'm actually originally from New Jersey, and then I always wanted to do college gymnastics, so I decided to go for it, moved over to Rhode Island, became a college gymnast. I was a college gymnast for you know all four years. Um, in between being a college gymnast, I actually tore my left ACL um, my sophomore year. And, uh, that Where'd you was go to college? Rhode Island College, Rhode yeah. Island. So I went to Rhode Island College. Tore my ACL um, my sophomore year. That was the first major injury I've ever had, and it was it was a pretty rough, pretty rough thing to have to go through that. While I was going through all that and coming back from that injury, I was also getting my biochemistry degree, and for two years, more than that, three years, I was actually a chemist with a lab coat, goggles, making different um, compounds for for prostate cancer and all sorts of different things. Casual. Very casual. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Very casual. Saving the world um, and so flipping yeah. at the same so, time. Yeah, so I used to do all that. And then in between while I was doing that, I still felt like after college, because of my injury, I wasn't able to actually do the fitness I wanted to do. So that's what brought me into fitness competitions. So I was actually really big in the fitness competition world. And my fitness competitions, we had to do a three-minute fitness routine. So we were flipping, jumping around, had a character we had to become. And wait, then, wait, wait. Hold on. Yeah. Fitness competition, like, what does that So fitness mean? competition. Uh, so a lot of people, like, think fitness competitions are just bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like physique There's actually stuff. a whole other realm of it. So really? there's one called fitness. It's called the fitness category. So I would do the fitness category. So I would have a three-minute routine where you had to show oh. your strength flipped around. I had a few routines. One was Jungle Book and one was Mad Max. And I would get into it and flip around on stage. If you ever look my name up, you'll see a bunch of my routines that I did on stage. And it's all national, so it was a national competition. Right. So I got really into that, and that was really because I wasn't able to do what I wanted to in gymnastics. Mm-hmm. So I got really into that. And while I was transforming and changing my body for the fitness competitions, I noticed my coworkers were like, what are you doing? You look really, well, you look really great, and I really want help with fitness too. So I started helping them. I worked at overnight shift for a while for for chemistry, so I would do my run at midnight, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, the whole crew was coming with me, and they were running with me, and they were going with me, and what? I was like, this is incredible. So I decided to help them with their journey, and then I realized, like, I don't belong in the lab coat and goggles. Right. So I decided to quit my job one day, and I opened a gym. Crazy. Really? I did. I opened a gym in Rhode Island. Yo, how do I not Crazy. know yes. any of this? So this, see, this is what I love about this Crazy. podcast. It's like I sit with people <laughs> and break it down, and I'm like, holy shit, I had no idea. Yeah. Okay, keep going. So, wow. I, so, yeah, so I opened a gym, 
Sounds crazy. I'm very young. Very young, obviously. No partners. Took all my savings. How old are you now? I think. You 29 mind. now. Okay. So I think this was at, maybe it was 25 or so. Okay. I decided I'm just, I'm just going to do it. Whatever. Screw it. Whatever. I, had this, I used to also teach gymnastics on the side, so all these students that I had, their parents were always asking me how I was getting fit also. So I had already had a following of the parents who wanted to get stronger, so... I was like, this would be perfect. Just right. open this gym, like this go. So created. It was called AG Athletics. I had this gym. And it, my biggest thing was I wanted them to see that they can be stronger, just as strong as their kids, you know? Mm-hmm. So very functional training. Open up my gym was doing that. And then in between that, I was I got the call for American Ninja Warrior, which was crazy. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun, dun. Got the call. And when I first got the call, when I first submitted for it, I actually didn't even know what it was. You know when you just submit? I'm sure you've submitted to stuff that you didn't uh, know. They've yeah. heard it on this podcast before. That's <laughs> what happened here. That's why I'm at Performance House. I thought it was coming to get, like, a supplement gig and, like, be a performance athlete. Next thing I know, they're like, oh, you're a trainer. I was like, okay, cool. So, Seriously, that's how yeah, what happens. Exactly. So I, I submitted to this um, – What's up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I submitted to this, and I didn't think I was going to get a call for it mm-hmm. at first. I was like, you're really strong. I was a, I was actually a bar specialist in gymnastics, so I was always swinging on the bar. They're like, you can totally do ninja. I'm like, whatever. Put a video in. Didn't think anything of it. All of a sudden, I get a call. I was actually at a fitness competition while, like, while I got a call. And they're like, hey, you got on the show, American Ninja Warrior. I was oh like, my oh, my God. I'm like, when is it? They're like, in two weeks. I'm like, oh, my God. I am not prepared at all. Like, yes, I'm fit, but I never did ninja. Totally different. So here I am, whatever. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this. So I found an amazing community of people who decided to help me. I was training in these obstacle courses that were, like, deep in the woods of Rhode Island that people had created because they were obsessed with the sport. Yeah. And they were teaching me. For two full weeks, I went nuts. I just started, I would work on the salmon ladder. I would start climbing. I'm like, this is great. Showed up to season seven. Did pretty good, honestly. And I became obsessed with it. Obsessed with the community, with the obstacles. And I was like, I have to do this again. Because I wasn't really prepared this time. So if I did pretty well now, I could probably do a little bit better. And I love this, what, what this has become. So kept submitting, kept submitting. And I didn't wind up getting on the show for two two years after that. So every time that I'm like, I got this, I'm going to get back on. It's going to be great. Rejected. Rejected. Right. Didn't get back on it. So I'm like, oh, whatever. So kept getting rejected from the show. Um, but in between, I was just telling you before, it, I used one of my uh, my submission videos and I sent it to this women's health competition to be a next fitness star. And for some reason, I got on that. So all of a sudden, I'm on the cover of women's health. So it became this whole new motivation and story. Like, you know what? I didn't get on the show again, but I feel like I can do more. I feel like I can you know, show women that they become stronger, all sorts of stuff. So submitted that, got on the women's health cover, which is pretty great. And that really inspired me to, to come into the city more, do more gigs here. I was getting more modeling gigs. because That's of, really interesting yeah. because there's, there's certainly in my life right now, I'm experiencing kind of a similar thing where it's like that one thing when you're in like a lull or you're on a low or like some shit is happening that just kicks it up and like says, wait a minute, like there's hope in this situation. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that getting on women's health cover is a pretty big deal. So I'm sure that just like fired you fired up, me like, up. Crazy. I was like, because I had it on my vision board. I'm sure you've heard in vision boards mm-hmm. before. I literally photoshopped myself on the cover of two magazines crazy. that year. I was like, I'm just going to photoshop myself. I'm going to make myself on this cover. And then all of a sudden I get a call and I'm on the cover and I'm like, do you me? believe what? in that? Like, do you believe in, I, I refer to it as like sourcing it, like sourcing that energy that created, like not to get all woo woo, but like, yeah. 
listen, there's no mistake that you posted yourself on a magazine in your room on your vision board. And then a couple weeks, months later, there you are. Like that's, that's not an accident. If you ask me, like, I don't do think you so. believe in that stuff. I believe in it. I believe in it because I believe that it does put the energy out there, puts that confidence out there. And yeah. you know, I don't think if you just put it on there and do nothing, anything's going to happen. You got to, you put something on there and then you are looking at it every day. Like, what can I do to get towards that goal? Yeah. How can I get there? So I'm like, why not submit to this thing? Maybe I'll get on the cover. This is one of my goals. So insane that I was able to get on the cover for that. And again, then that next part inspired me to keep training hard and then I did wind up getting a call for the next year for Ninja Warrior, which yeah. was incredible. And it was because of that cover, because my story was about this cover and how it changed my life and how I was able to help people and all sorts of stuff. So I got on the show that year, and this is when we get into our story about American Ninja Warrior. came back really strong. Wait, before we yeah. go into it, because yeah. we're about to dive deep into that yeah, story. Yeah, this story. But I have, I have more questions about oh, this. Oh, yes, of because, course. Because this... This shift is something that I think is really important for people to hear, understanding this idea. For me, I call it like sourcing things. But I've learned a lot about what that means, like being sourced to creating things you want in your life. In the past few years, I've done a lot of work on that. And recently, I've done a lot of like science stuff. Hi, guys. Done a lot of like science thought process on it and and learning what the science is behind how the mind works with it. And there's something called the reticular activating system. It's becoming like a really trendy topic because people are realizing how powerful the like visualization is and having that on your vision board, like literally putting it there. No, if you do nothing, it's not going to happen, like you said. But when you see it and then it's in your mind and you can believe it to be true and visualize the possibility, like, for example, making a fake cover of it, then you start to subconsciously take part in action that promotes that possibility. And like, I think people just disregard that. They're like, okay, I'm going to go make a fake version of a cover. And that's stupid. And the truth is it's not because you start to visualize that as a possibility. Then when you go into like a conversation with the coffee guy, as you're ordering your coffee and you're talking to them about like, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to be on women's health in the next few months. Like, I'm getting, whatever, how that conversation, and then the guy behind you is a guy that works for women's health and, like, says, hey, I just heard you talking about, there is endless possibility, but because you envisioned it and you made it part of your life, that now runs how you act and what you do and your ways of being, you know? So I think that's so important. Did you experience that shift when you did that? Like, when you, or did you even know you were doing that? I don't think I really fully knew I was doing it at the time, but I was finally like, you know, I'm going to actually, I'm going to make this vision board. And not only did I make the vision board, again, I posted it in my room. I put myself on the cover. I had it in my room. I had it all these places that I could see it. And then I actually posted it online, which was huge for you. Because sometimes you're a little embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're like, this is my goal. And people are like, what the, what the hell is wrong with this girl? Right, like, right, right. And I feel like by putting it out into the universe even more and like letting people see it, I didn't really fully realize what I was doing at all. But what I did realize is that people would, you know, message me, hey, you inspired me to make my vision board. You inspired me to to go out for these things that I never thought I could do. But I definitely think that the visualizing really, really helps. And again, it may not, a lot of stuff, not everything on my vision board came to life right yeah. away. But yeah. as I go throughout the years, I look back at that board. And you're and like, holy shit, I did that. It's insane. I didn't it. believe, I honestly, like before I ever studied any of this stuff or thought about it deeply, I, when I left college, I had a mirror. I was living in my parents' basement, and there was, like, a, a mirror, like, human-sized mirror on the door. 
that there was a marker attached to it and you could like write on it and erase it. And I remember putting a bunch of goals down because I was like, left college, I'm fired up, let's go do great things. And I like goofy just kind of wrote down some stuff. Like I wanted to be an ambassador for a major clothing company. And like that was one of my things. I wanted to be in men's health or connected with a big like magazine of that sort. It's ironic that we're talking about women's health. Like that was one of my goals. Like I want them to reach out to me. Um, I wanted to like be one of the top instructors in New York City. Those were three of the big things that I had, all of which happened. And like I was looking at a picture of the basement because they redid part of the basement in my house. And it was there and I was like, oh my God, I did all those things. Lululemon Ambassador. I'm at Performance House in New York City. I like got called from Men's Health and did videos for them. Like these are the things that came out of nowhere, but there's, they didn't come out of nowhere. This, again, the reticular activating system, what this thing is, is like a filter for our brain and it sees what we put our focus on. So there's a billion stimuli in the room right now. I'm only seeing 5,000 of them. And the only reason that's happening is because I've trained this thing subconsciously or consciously. I've trained this filtration system in my mind to see the things that prove me right. Like the, the room is dark gray walls. And because I said that that's the case, like that's what I'm paying attention to. And we're all paying attention to different shit. So if you start to put things in front of your space or in your space that are important to you, they start to pop up all over the place. It's going to, I mean, it will happen. And I feel like so many people get stuck in this little bubble of maybe they, you know, are in a normal job. I'm not saying biochemistry was just a normal job because I didn't obviously do a lot with that. But I was stuck in this like, oh, this is it. Yeah. This is where I'm going to be. And then I would be looking, you know, out the window, daydreaming about how cool would it be if I was in a magazine? How cool would I be that? And people would never think that it can be a reality. And it was so cool to... Once that vision board started coming to life, I was like, game on. The craziest part is when you you simply make a decision to act boldly and, like, go out way outside your comfort zone and do some crazy shit. The second that that happens, you have put yourself in the top 10 percentile of people. So, like... Oh my God, there's a billion people in my space. There's no way I'll be on the cover of the magazine. The second you say I'm crazy enough to go try it, you've surpassed 90% of the population. Because most people won't try. They won't even try. 90% of the population won't try. That is a statistic that came from my own brain, and it's not scientific proof. I made that shit up. But I believe that. Like, 90% of the population don't, don't, and I mean try, like, go all in. Not try, like, oh, I went for a walk today, and, like, I'm trying to get fit. No, it's like... Go all like, are you committed? Are you changing your diet? Are you changing your health and wellness? Like, in your situation, are you connecting with the right people? Are you doing all the things to get in the space of those types of people to see what you're doing? So, that I think has so much validity. If you can just take that first step, you're already in the top 10 percentile. Now, it's about skill, will, and just like commitment. And just keep going with it. And also, I think. It was great to see myself not get called back for Ninja Warrior for another two years because that also showed my drive. Because yep. a lot of people, if they wouldn't get called back again, they'd go they, back to like lab coaching. They would be like, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna submit again. But instead, I was like, you know what? What can I do? I emailed the people. Hey, what, what's what can I put in my submission video? What can I help? What can yep. what can I do to get in here? I got into the community more. I did more more things. I was like, this is what I want. So instead of most people giving up, which I've seen a lot of people do, so. If you're listening and you're that person, I know a lot of people do give up on trying to submit for any kind of show, mm-hmm. Ninja Warrior, anything. Don't give up. Keep putting yourself out there. Absolutely. Keep doing it. Keep yeah. keep going because eventually it will happen if you really want it to. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy how these things kind of fall into place. And again, that rejection aspect is so important. 
and we see, I talk about this a ton on this show, we see rejection from a space of like scarcity and negativity. Rejection can be an abundance opportunity. Like I didn't get this right now. So it's a reminder that the universe is telling me, hey dude, this is not your time, not your space, which sounds really cute and like it came from a book. But the truth is, bigger, better versions of what you thought were gonna, like you don't even know what's coming. When you get a no, it's because it's leaving space for a big ass yes, like coming in the distance. So I think when, when you're down and when you're struggling, and this is something I have to tell myself often, certainly in the past few months, it's like, it's in a lull. And that lull is like the downhill to give you momentum to like sprint up this hill that's coming because some real shit is coming. So absolutely, that rejection is so massive in getting people. It's so work. important to get rejected. It sounds crazy, but it's so important for that rejection. I feel like you get so much more out of it too. I feel like, if, let's say I just got called right mm-hmm. away, right? Okay, cool, great. I got called. But did I learn? Did I learn from that? Did I did I push myself a little harder? Because I'm like, no, this is what I still want. And even deeper, like when you're hanging on a fucking ring over water and like it's impossible to get to that next ring, but then it's not it's it's subconscious, but that stuff rides through your brain at a million miles an hour in that moment. You go into like fight or flight. And you think, like, I will grab that next ring. I will get to this next level. Like, I can't give up because for two years I was told no, and I get uh, 60 seconds to prove myself. And, like, when you, when you commit to that and that's in your brain and you go to get that next swing, like, a whole new angel is coming out. Like, next level strength. And there have been times when I've – and for me, I can speak about it in job opportunities with, like, uh, speaking engagement, even Jess's engagement – when I got on that stage, I was like, I don't give a shit if I people think I sound stupid, if I'm going too much, like I'm too all in because I'm a passionate guy, whatever. Like I lost all care for anybody's opinion in that moment because I had been working for 10 years in this industry, working with people to be on a stage that was like, okay, I have 200 people sitting in front of me listening, you know, and that, and that rejection or not having the possibility or opportunity that you've been working for right away that's the only thing that can make you feel that type of commitment in the moment, you know? Agreed. And I feel like the, I feel like the really successful people you see have been rejected, have been at that lull because yeah. it really, that's when you really get that passion to, yeah. keep, to keep going. Again, there are those people who will just give up and give in. That's why it's important that we share, yeah. especially us, you know, you know, being on social media and being and stuff like that. People are watching us and they just think sometimes that we, oh, we just made it there. So it's so important. I love sharing yeah. All those down moments because I feel like then someone's like, oh, wow, actually, yeah, I, I was that. That just happened to me. Oh, maybe I should keep going. Maybe yeah. I can be like Angela and we can, you know, I can, I can make it through. I think it's really important to share. A dude wrote to me on Instagram the other day and was like, I appreciate you. And I think he was like mid-40s and not like some young buck like killing it. He said, I am in the toughest part of my life. And I literally, he was like, I made an Instagram like to, to write to you because I don't know how else to reach out to you. But he said, I heard your podcast and you were authentic and raw about the fact that you're in your shit and like struggling. And he said, all these self-help podcasts is everybody saying, I did this and this is how great I am and this is why. And he's like, you, I hear the strain and struggle in your voice. I hear that you're being challenged right now. And like being open about that, it puts us all on the same level because we all do it. Like, I don't care how hot you are. I don't care how like much stuff you've been hooked up with. I don't care about the connections you made. I don't know like how successful you've been. We've all had that ugly space. And that for me, my intention and purpose, and I know you're in alignment with this too, is like 
elevate other people. Like it feels so good to elevate other people. So shame on me if I'm keeping in the bad stuff because the quote unquote bad stuff is what shapes and forms an individual. And if somebody is like in such a level of pain or fatigue or distress that like they get to a dangerous point of like feeling truly depressed or like suicidal and to hear just some one person say, you can do this, I'm with you, I feel that, or I have been there, to have just one person raw, authentic, be that truth for them, it gives them just just a boost to go one more day. And then they do it again, and they do it again. And you find yourself out of that ugly space, you know? It's amazing. It's Speaking amazing. of ugly spaces, tell us your yeah. ridiculous story. So this is crazy, because like crazy. I haven't heard the whole story. <laughs> I haven't even watched the episode yet. That's a, yeah, I mean, it's, it is a pretty ridiculous story. And I do have to say that, well, let me, I'll tell you the story real quick, and then I'll tell you exactly how I felt after it, which when, if you do watch the show, you can see on my face how I feel, like, immediately. Um, so basically, finally got on the show, so pumped, ready. This is American Ninja Warrior, American Ninja like, like, TV show, like, no bullshit, the real deal. Season 10, I am so happy to be there, so proud to be there. I trained every single day, I went to every single gym, everybody. I felt so good, I felt confident, relaxed, I'm like, you know what? I think I actually can be one of those top females. There's amazing, like Jesse Graff, there's Alyssa Beard, Rachel Gold, all those women. I'm like, I think I can do this. Yeah. I really, and it was crazy that in my head, I'm like, I, I got this, mm-hmm. I can do this. So I get on the course and I start to crush it, crush it. And I make it to the wing nets, which is this sideways obstacles that you swing side to side and then you pop off. And really nobody was making it through it. Out the top, males are falling on it, everyone's falling on it. But I wouldn't when I got there because I had practiced it before. I'm like, I can do this. I'm yeah. like, I can make it right. I actually think I can actually hit that buzzer right now because I feel good, feel confident, felt strong. I was pumped up, you know, yeah. adrenaline rush. Get on there, get to the last wing nut. All my friends are cheering for me. They're like, wow, Angela's going to do it. This is crazy. Dismount. I made the dismount. So I finished the obstacle. Would have been in top five. Would have had the top five spot for women. Would have made it to finals. Insane. Soon as I hit the mat, I collapsed to the ground. I remember just like almost like blacking out and being like, what? what just happened and I just collapsed and I could not get up could not get up you could see the look on my face I'm holding my leg rocking back and forth and you know sometimes maybe when you roll an ankle and you're like oh well maybe I can just shake it off and and keep going and then I tried to get up and I was like oh my god and on national television in front of everybody all these people crying my eyes out and it was less it was less of the cry of the pain and more of the face of this girl looks so like I was so disappointed I was so down, I went from such a high to such yeah. a low, and literally, I, I went from running on that course to not being able to walk on the way out. They carried me on the, I'm like getting emotional. They carried me out, insane, and I was trying to stay confident. I'm like looking at my coach. I'm like, I did it. I made it. I would have yeah. made it to finals. He's like, I'm so proud of you. You're so amazing. And they told me that, oh, it's an MCL sprain. Like I'll probably get better or whatever. I knew immediately when I stood up. Like I had torn my left arm before. Could not believe that I tore now the right one. I knew when I stepped and I kind of like, gave out. I'm like, this is way more Sounds than nice. that. This yep. is this is not good. Um, so I immediately went, got an MRI, and had the confirmation. Just bawled my eyes out, bawled my eyes out. I'm like, because this is your life. We are we are fitness, right? Yep. I quit everything to open this job and become this fitness, you know, star and do all this stuff. And here I am, not being able to now use my body, which is now my career, is my life. What do you do? What I mean, do you it's, do? it's it is so common in our space of work is like watching people 
do absurd. I mean, I'm one of them. I do these ridiculous, like I, the video I posted the other day, like backflip to sled push dumbass stuff. But it's fun to use your body, just like it's fun to be running on Ninja Warrior courses, and you can never, ever plan for it. You can never plan for it. So it's one of the reasons why having a solid foundation as of a, like a human, just being a solid person, is something my mom always said to me. She said, be a good person. You'll never find yourself like truly out of it. And not out of it like in a bad mood, like out of, out of like work and life. If you're only fitness and all you do is fitness and that's your only focus, you're screwed when you tear your ACL. But when you're someone like you who's like you're a brilliant mind and a good energy driven woman and just like positive and optimistic and wants to like help people grow, you find other ways to make life work in that time. So like it's really scary to to be in a position where all you know is taken from you. And like at that point, you had worked so hard, right, to get to that. And then it was just stripped. Stripped right there. Stripped for me. And I I just remember being so devastated. I went the next night. The girl, uh, McKinley, who's an amazing person. I, I do feel like it happened for a reason. McKin- like she bumped in and took my spot. She's great. So great that to see her run. But I had to sit there that night. I went and I supported them. I supported yeah. them even on one leg. I'm like, I'm going to support all my... <coughs> all my fellow ninjas in their finals, whatever, but in my head I was devastated. And I remember going back home, I actually made a video of it, I just crying, like, about, I was like, I did it, I almost did it, and, but then I remember, it's funny, I went back to look at this video blog that I'd made of that, I wanted to catch myself in the moment and really talk about how I was feeling, and I'm like, you know what, maybe I can come back next year and dominate this. Yeah. Like, maybe I can, maybe I can do this. It was that little, like, sense of maybe, maybe I can do something with this. A little bit of hope, yeah. Yeah, and maybe show people that they can I can come back I'm like now I have a date now I'm like you know what I want to come back 11 months later and I want to be stronger than ever and I know it's going to be hard I know it's going to be a whole other journey and it also we were talking about this before it also triggered me to actually do a little bit of radical things Mm -hmm. because I realized how important our life is we don't know how long we're going to have our body we don't know how long we're going to have our health right so all the things that I was thinking I wanted to do the things in the vision board I was coming to New York doing all this stuff I decided that it was time to get the surgery, shut down my gym, and take a chance in the city because I knew that I wanted to do more and share more of my story. I would have never done that if I didn't hurt myself. If right. I didn't hurt myself, I would have stayed at the gym. Again, can you do my gym, which isn't necessarily bad, but I knew I wanted more. Right. But I never had that courage to do it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to shut down the gym, get this leg better. I'm going to come back 11 months later, and my goal is to come back and crush the course. And along the way, I decided to show my journey I showed the ups I showed the downs I showed myself working on one leg so I was like you know what just because I have a hurt leg doesn't mean I don't have another leg and more parts of my body doesn't mean I don't have mindset that was a huge thing let's also talk about that real quick mindset right that was the big yes obviously coming back from an ACL surgery is brutal but mindset wise it's more brutal not really the pain wise so I had to really learn how to shift my mindset from all these negative horrible thoughts because I was at a super big low started journaling more, started writing things down more, started trying to become more clear in my head. So a lot of people ask me, ACL, how did you get through it? How did you mentally get through it? And I tell them I journaled every day, and I journaled Mm -hmm. on the bad days. I wrote things I was grateful for on the days that I was literally just like, hated everything. Like, I wrote all these things. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. Seems crazy. After a while, it starts to resonate, and you start to become more positive with it and things like that. So it was a very long journey. If you ever go on my Instagram page, you'll see I have pictures of me, again, on one leg, doing my crutches stuff, writing about on the mindset stuff, writing about how down I felt. It's very important for us to share that. 
but thank God this sur- this surgery and this injury was such a blessing yeah. because it really helped me help more people. It helped me get out of my shell more. It helped me be like, you know what? Literally, my next question was, was the injury a gift? Totally a gift. And if you don't, if you're in an injury right now, because again, I, same thing, I have hundreds of messages I still need to get back to on my phone and I screenshot every one of them. I get back to every single person saying, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing this story because I'm in such a low right now from it's either ACL or they have some kind of health issue. And they're like, you're showing me that this injury can be a gift. And this is a time to really improve upon myself. I really did need to improve upon my mindset even before the surgery. But yeah. I wasn't focused on that. I wasn't yeah. focused on this. It's, 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 Challenges it's, like that almost, they illuminate stuff that you didn't even know was there. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't even know that there was a weakness in mindset there. Because you were a ninja warrior and kicking ass and like doing all these great things. And were you strong-willed and a determined mindset? Absolutely. And then this happened. And you didn't even... I'm sure, and I'm speaking for you, but I would imagine you had no idea what you were capable of mentally until this happened. No And, idea. like, it took you to a whole new level. Whole new level. Whole new level. So, again, I mean, if whatever state that you're in right now, just know that it is, if you take it, you can use this injury, you can use this, anything as an opportunity. This yeah. is an opportunity. you got to think of it that like that. Shift your perspective on it. This is an opportunity to put, like, some fire in your eyes. This is an opportunity to do something you never thought you could do before. This is an opportunity to improve upon other areas you might have ignored in the past. So I think it's really important for us to go through these things, and I think that we become stronger. I also read a ton of articles on different other athletes who had gone through this and come out of it even stronger yeah. and are their best seasons and stuff like that. So that it motivated me when I was reading that. So I was like, if I can be that person for somebody else to motivate them, huge. That's, that's huge. And there's two, there's two pieces of this. The first one is the recognition of the actual injury. And like allowing, if you're, if you're listening to this right now, and you are in a space of deprivation or you're struggling in some way, I would invite you to just look at Angela's story and see, even if you got to use it as like a theme, the injury that everything you have taken away from you type thing, that is possible. Like I, I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but when you're down and in your shit, look around for a second at what you do have and just know that no matter how like shitty you think your situation is, it can be worse obviously, but like this stuff could be stripped from you at any moment. Like everything can just go. And like even when you're right there, like about to hit the button, uh, everything can be taken. Yeah. And what's scary is that we live as if everything is guaranteed. It's so often that we're just going through the motions like, well, I'll just try it tomorrow. Not to sound like motivational and shit, but like, dude, you don't know that. Like you don't know. You were three steps away from I'm going to be in the championship tomorrow to like I have a year to go of rehab now just to possibly maybe be a miracle story and get back. So if there's something going on in your life and you whining and all this bullshit, like recognize you don't you may have a limited amount of time to take the opportunity of a lifetime and the lifetime of the opportunity like it's sitting there and you just don't know when it's going to be gone. So like jump, that's one end of it. And then the other end is this resiliency aspect of just like, I, I thought this was horrible and holy crap, I can't imagine. I mean, I'm at this point, you probably can't even imagine your life without like what your life would look like without the injury. Like the no. injury did everything. It really, it, I feel like this sounds crazy to say, I'm not, I'm sure maybe you felt like this when you were younger too. I felt like for all my life, I was almost kind of like 
sleeping. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, yeah, so I was doing the stuff. I was just kind of going along. And then For all your of a sudden, whole life you felt no, like but you no, were but I feel like, and all of a sudden, this woke me up into like, wow, how fucking cool but, is that? But, but like, right almost, now, yeah. <laughs> but almost like, all of a sudden, it just woke me up, and I'm like, holy, holy shit! I'm like, what? Who? Wow! I can do so much more. What? What have I been doing this entire time? So I feel like all of a sudden it woke me up to all these things that I had just been sitting down and you know. Again, people just sit down and they think, I want to do this, I want to do that. And you're like looking at it and you're not actually going for it. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do it now. There are so many people who live life like, quote unquote, asleep and just going through the motions. It's one of the things that I often bring up is my ABC method. Act boldly, consistently. And like do something every day, regularly, that just makes you uncomfortable. Because if it feels uncomfortable, that means you're awake. Like that, that almost like awake sensation of like, I'm here, I have choice to do something outside of routine. Most of us go through the routine and then we go to five o'clock drinks with our friends to get the special and whine about how our life is and then feel like shit and wake up the next morning and make it just to get to the spot again where you can whine about what life is. And isn't that like a sad, like, I but I, did, but I didn't realize I was until I got knocked down and I was able to I, like woke me up. I you didn't like, even know what was whoa. happening. Yeah, I was the like, first Whoa. step is opening awareness. I thought, oh, I opened this gym. This is all I'm going to do. I'm just going to have this gym and right. stay here. I'm going to do that. You know, I'm just going to like stay in this town, whatever. And but, but I always had big dreams. Always in my head, I was always thinking, I'm like, nah, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't do that. And then all of a sudden, I was like, no, I am going to do that. Now. And you put the big dreams to sleep because it's almost like it's almost like somebody saying, I want you to figure out this maze, and the maze is huge. And they put the maze right in front of your face. Like, you got to envision this. Like, the maze is sitting right in front of your face, and it's big. And you say, how can I figure out this maze? All I can see is, like, what's right in front of me. I got to step back and look at how big this thing is in order to figure out where to go. And a lot of people live their lives face-to-face with the maze and not realizing how big this thing is. And the second you stop and say, wait a minute, you take a step back and you see the whole picture, it's like... Wake the fuck up. You're doing this thing that you say you don't want to do over and over and over, and you're just so locked into this mindset. If you took five steps backwards and were just like, wait a minute, my life can be more than this? I can't imagine it, but let me just try. Like, let me make a big shift. Let me act boldly one way today. And it can start very small. Like, bold doesn't have to be like, okay, I sold my house. Bold can be like, you walked up to a woman in the subway and said, excuse me, ma'am, you have stunning eyes, and I just want to let you know that your eyes made me happy today. Have a good day. Like, at the risk of sounding creepy. Something so, like, that can be very bold and uncomfortable for someone. Do that. Do something small that you would never do. And then that gives you momentum to do the next and the next. And telling someone their eyes are nice then turns into, I just opened a business. Turns into, I just spent a year training to do American Ninja Warrior after I tore my ACL. Like, crazy. Was it meniscus? ACL. ACL, ACL, I mean, it was a whole thing. I got literally, I thank God one of my clients was a doctor. I got my MRI the next day when I got home. My knee was so swollen, got into physical therapy. I've already been through the process, right? I tore my left one. Knew exactly what to do. Got myself into prehab, had surgery two weeks later, went right into it. I was like, I'm going to get back. I'm like, I have, it's very risky for an ACL. A lot of people know this to come back 11 months later. You're really supposed to wait like 12 months. Everyone, everyone's story is different, obviously, but you're really supposed to wait. I'm like, I'm not waiting. I'm going to make this happen. So as soon as I had my surgery, six days later, working on my pull-ups, got an upper body, right? So working on my pull-ups, working on my own, yeah, trying to, but trying to make light of it, right? Because I mean, I was really down. I'm sitting there, 
in bed with my leg up and I'm feeling really, really, I'm feeling depressed. Because your body is going through a grieving process when you're injury. It totally. is. There's chemicals in your brain. It's making you, you're grieving yeah. over your leg. So trying to push through it. I'm like, I'm going to push through this. I'm going to try to, you know, not stay depressed. So went through that whole entire process. Now this is, you know, a few weeks later, still started posting funny stuff on Instagram. All of a sudden, like, my Instagram starts blowing up with, again, messages. Thank you for sharing this. I'm so happy. Decided to write an article for Shape. People started messaging, thank you for sharing this. This is really, really helping me. And I feel like then I, the more and more I kept hearing that I'm helping people, the more and more I kept getting driven. I'm like, I can't stop. I'm going to keep going. I know yeah. I can do this. Then, I, like I said, I left, um, shut down my gym, which is a whole process, came to New York City, and I was relentless when I came here. Literally yeah. relentless. I'm like, I'm going to... Well, yeah, because yeah. of what you gave up and, like, the shift you made and the yeah. stuff you're going through. I mean... I was like, I know I have, so- I have something. I know because something. And when <coughs> I noticed when I came... You didn't really know me that well when I first came to the city. I still was having issues with my knee. I was, yeah. I was so swollen walking around the city. No, I remember but, when you showed up and you were, like, hobbling around. I was like, yeah, you banged your knee up a little bit. It was like so, it was like a bubble on her knee. She's like, oh, yeah, I just tore my ACL. I'm like, whatever, I'm fine. <laughs> and she, like, turns around and does, like, a single, like, backflip to Bert. I'm like, what the hell is going so, on? So it really helped me because I came here in the city. It came relentless. And I'm like, I want to share my story. I know I have something that I can really help people with. And I think that's what people started seeing with me mm-hmm. is that, I was genuine, and I really do want to help people, and that's why all of a sudden, you know, I was able to get people like, "How'd you get? How'd you get in these magazines more? How did you get in this top gym? How do you do that? You know why? Because I was relentless, and I was also genuine, and I also really do want to help people, and you can see that like when I come through. So, I love that, by the way. I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to celebrate that and acknowledge it for a second because most people hate on someone like you who gets a lot of attention and recognition for something they're going through. Because somebody's sitting in, like, a Louisiana saying, I tore my ACL, weren't I on the cover of Shape? Like, well, because Angela went well beyond, like, sold a business that she went balls deep in. Sorry for that Seriously, vulgar term. I did. <laughs> but, like, that, that's what, she went all in to create it. Then went all in to lose it in order to, or give it up, in order to pursue something greater and did it with an intention of, like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to create the life I want. And that includes being a good person and supporting other people. And that, although often gets overseen in the beginning, the good guys win. I'm sorry. I'm a believer. Like the good guys win. Eventually it will come back. That's talking about source again. Like what are you bringing into the space? If you're being positive and optimistic and supporting others and choosing to do the right thing for other people, whatever that looks like in your life. You're going to find that just dripping back into your cup. Like Seriously, and I saw myself at a low also with my leg. And then I also, when I sold my business, I mean, I didn't make anything off the business. I mean, I'm sure you, like, yeah. I mean, when you open a gym, the first couple of years, it's you dangerous. Like, it's very, very dangerous. So I think what also helped me there is before when I was owning the gym, I had to make sure that I was making that income to keep the gym going, right? And then when I left, I was like, you know what? I know I'm probably, you know, not going to have a lot of money right now, and that's okay, but I'm going to drive, like, my intention to, you know, for, I forgot about the money situation, yeah. and I'm like, I'm just going to focus on helping people, and then the money just started coming in, because I was, help, I, because I was focused more on, let's help these people, and let's really, again, more genuine, more whatever, um, and I, like, you're going to make this happen, so I feel like a lot come of that also, just from the injury, I would have never seen that with the injury before. When you're chasing, again, when you're chasing money, it just doesn't do it. You're losing. You're you losing. set yourself up for failure. When you follow your gift and like what you know you are, and a lot of us, this is where the, the immediate question comes, like what am I put on this earth to do? What is my purpose? Beyond that, 
just thinking of the possibilities of like, what do I have to offer as a human being as I am right now? When you step away from the need to make cash flow, and this is something I struggle with a lot because I like the idea of success. I think most people like the idea of, and again, I just define success with money and that's not even true. It's dependent on each person, but I want financial abundance. So when I see, I'm not saying don't care about money and just go like, you know, feed the poor. I'm talking about when your intention is to create your desired result and then money is what is a result of that. Great. But when your thought is, I want to make money, so let me find a way to do that, you will feel stuck and cemented to the floor. And people will see it. People will see that, oh, wow, she really, oh, she just really wants to, does she want to help me? Or does she just want to sell a training session to me right now? She wants to, like, make money. Yeah. What I've realized is that the connection I've had with even this client, now I also train a lot of clients who do have injuries, and I help them work around their injury. You can see how passionate I am and how genuine it is. So much more than that. So much more than a job. So, again, I saw... I found so much stuff through this injury, which was super, super important, and which was, again, I want to share with all of you. And then when I came back to the course, what was really interesting is so many people asked me what I thought right before I got up on that stage again. Mm-hmm. So she so she comes back because I just keep cutting later. you off. No, it's okay. 11 months later, you show up, and you're there to perform again, and you made it through the process, ready to rock, physically prepared to go. There, and the biggest thing is, that, so before I say what happened on the starting line, actually, people always ask me what I was doing before to prepare. Yes, I physically got myself ready to prepare. I got in the obstacles I needed to. I put myself back in the situation on those wing nuts they were called. I did it again to make sure that I can mentally get through it with my knee, just in case the obstacle was there again, which was terrifying. Ooh, terrifying. Getting back on something that you knew just tore you apart, and you're going to go back on it. Oh. Ooh, killed me. I like People were like, are you okay? And I'm like... Heart is beating. I'm feeling. Yeah. Whew, feel I'm like, but once I got through it, I'm like, yeah. Like yeah. boundary. I'm like, I knew. I just ripped through that. I'm that like, I, I'm like, this is gonna be. This is it. Got to the course. The entire week, I made sure every morning we were in a house in Baltimore with the ninjas. I would go up to the roof by myself with my journal. I would yep. write how I was feeling. Huge. Write my gratitude. I would visualize and I would say up on like on top of the roof out loud to myself with nobody there. I am enough. I am going to do this course. I am going to crush this. And I said it every single day until I got up to that course. And that night when I performed, I felt it. I felt it. I felt like I'm enough and I can do this. And then I also remember looking up right before I went up and I was just like, I'm so grateful to be here. Yeah. I've already won. I went up there and I was like, whatever happens now, that's just icing on the cake. I won just by going right back up on that stage a little that bit later. That is literally what we just spoke about with the money. Like, if she was in it just to hit the button and be the top ninja warrior, I would venture to say that, like, I, I don't think you would have succeeded as much as you did. I think because you said to yourself, I won. Like, the the, the work... The effort, the pull-ups with one leg, the posting the videos, the sustaining the de- like through the depression of it, fighting through all that and getting to where I am, I'm a fucking winner. Right there. And next is just icing on the cake. And when you hustle and grind like that, you start to receive an abundant, like then you start winning and you're like not even as concerned with the winning. You're concerned with did you see that? I just made it through an 11-month process that got me to this point. That's what you start to live by. And, and you want mega success? That comes from being obsessed and, and loving 
and hating in a way, but being involved in and com- completely dedicated and committed to that process. And yours was 11 months of fighting through the rehab. Yeah, and it just, it felt, and I think that's why people, so many people resonated with me and why I got so much feedback from people. When you watch that run, it is so real. Yeah. It is so real. It's so emotional. I get up there, rip my brace off. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not going to use a brace. Love it. Who needs it? I don't need that brace Love anymore. It. Get up there. I remember my first landing, and you can see it, I, I, I posted that too. I landed, and with that face, it was such a face of, first of all, being relieved. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, I, I did it. it. Second of all, it was just like, i here. Yeah. I am here. Oh, my goodness. I did this. Then I yeah. got to the next one. Then I got through the obstacle that nobody was getting through. Yeah. And I was like, you could just see, again, you could just see on my face, like, wow. Like, just wow. Just, again, so grateful to be there. Yeah. And so many people are like, you know, why don't you just go, go a little faster through the run? You could have had a better time and, you know, what? No, I don't care. She wanted to be I didn't in care. it. I was so in it. I was so in it. Nothing, everything else was like, it was just me, myself, my body, the course. It was just She, like, was, wanted the competition to last longer. I just, like, you wanted to be in it. For, I just felt so yeah. in it, and it was just absolutely incredible. And then after that night when they were like, you got third place. Wow. I, so I made it back to where... I should have been a year ago. Yep. And I made it even, because before I was going to be fifth, and I was third. I made it, I came back, and I made it. I'm like, I I was not expecting to go another, another night, by the yeah. way. Just FYI for everybody. I was not expecting to do two nights in a row. Yeah. And then I was like, I did it. Yeah. I'm like, I got to do this again now. Oh, <laughs> but I get to do it again. Not only did I come back, I get to do it twice yeah. again. And, and really, and again, and, you know, you'll see my episode hasn't aired yet. Should end some air sometime in August. My finals run. You see just the same amount of emotion yeah. on my face because I'm just so grateful to be there. I'm so grateful. Again, it didn't matter. Yeah. It didn't matter what happened. I was just so grateful to be back. And I had so many people message me after. They were like, You're, I was crying when I was yeah. in the lyric. I was crying in the audience because not only did they see me succeed and going through and pushing through this effort, they saw maybe themselves and me and they were like, wow. I can do this too. I can come, I can come back from all this, whatever was going on. Again, it doesn't have to, this can relate so much more than just an ACL. It's not just an ACL. It's not an injury. This is your story, but this it applies to all, applies to all of you, all over the place. And like Everything. small scale, what you think may be small scale, large scale, building a business, being a mom or a dad, like running friendships and relationship. Like th- this happens all over the place and we just take it as well this is life let me just go through the motions of what status quo is and if you challenge yourself to step outside that comfort zone do something uncomfortable one bold movement turns into the next which turns into the next and then generates this magnificent life experience and you're just freaking getting started I really this is absolutely insane I can't even believe like there's sometimes I'm walking around the city and I don't know if you feel like this sometimes too and you're like I'm here. I'm here. I was on my... Mo- I have to share here. this because you literally are speaking to my soul. I'm on my motorcycle, which I said I wanted a motorcycle since I was like four. And I kept asking my parents for... I called it a Sagal Bagel at the time. I want a Sagal Bagel. I want a Sagal Bagel, mom. <laughs> and I always wanted a Sagal Bagel. And they never... I wanted a dirt bike. Like, they never got it for me because they wanted me to survive and not die. And I was a very aggressive, devilish child. So they were very smart in not getting me one. When I finally made the money to be able to afford one, I did. And this is my, like, third year on it. I've crashed on it, one of them, and, like, crushed my face and everything. But I was riding home from my uncle's house two nights ago, and I'm cruising on the FDR, and I'm just like, holy shit. I am riding. I was actually on the highway that leads in. I don't know what highway it is. 
that leads into the city and like you get a perfect view of the whole city. And I remember staring at it. It was, I think, like midnight, 1230 in the morning and just saying to myself, I'm driving to my apartment that I fucking like I rent and afford and made happen in my life. And I'm riding on my motorcycle that I purchased through hard work and commitment. And I'm living in a lot of ways a life that is imaginary 10 years ago. And I'm doing it. And like that feeling of overwhelming gratitude and just, but what what creates that is presence. Like just taking a second to be right there in that moment. So like if, if that's a tool that I often talk to my clients about, to my to my friends about, my family, if we could just get right here for a second, like just be right here in this moment. Like even if you were to just pause for a second, turn, turn the podcast off and take like 10 deep breaths. And every time you take a deep breath, just like, Recognize where you are and and the possibility that life is offering you right now. And just be grateful for, like, where you are. It changes everything. changes your state. Yeah, and I feel like lately, and, you know, again, we're talking about this before, is that there's a lot going on now. A lot going on with the things and all great, amazing things. And sometimes you get caught up, and I was a little bit, I was pretty stressed this week with a lot of stuff going on. But I did. I took that second, and I was like, hold on a second. Yep. I am so grateful for all these opportunities coming my way. I can't believe this is me. I can't get caught up in just being stressed about it the entire time I need to live it and yeah. be present during this be present during all this, this the craziness that's happening no matter what it is because sometimes you wake up and you look back and you're like wait a minute it just happened like one of the peaks of my life one of the most amazing it just happened and it, I, I don't remember it I just went through it I just laugh you just do the motions you gotta sit, sit and really be, be present with it. be with it that's I mean that's gonna that's gonna change it's gonna change your life that's that one like that bit of advice right there will totally change your life yeah. a lot of us do not do that if you take it and and what happens is because certainly in New York City I was talking to Lauren about this today because she's from Colorado she was visiting home and she came back and she said I just didn't realize how fast everything is so like fast, being yeah. here it's non-stop you get honked at if you're going too slow mm-hmm. like everywhere somebody's gonna honk at you <laughs> literally and figuratively so Finding a way, like I just found out this week I have a rooftop on my apartment. I didn't know. I climbed up to the sixth floor. I was like, oh my God, I got a rooftop up here. Every night, even in the rain last night, I was just like, I got to go stand up there and just like be separated from everybody and just be present to the fact that I'm breathing. And when that, when you're breathing, you have an opportunity to make a change. And that is like, it's so like real and we look at it as like, oh, great motivation. No, it's not fucking motivation. It's real life. If you are able to take another breath, you're able to do something different and change your state. And when you change your state, then you can adjust through action. But the first thing, before you do anything, we're so focused on doing, 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 you got to change your mental state. And then once your state has changed, now you have direction and your, your action becomes purposeful. You know? Absolutely. I feel, like that's, and again, I feel like that was a major thing. I, you know, I tell everybody this. Yes, obviously, you guys always ask me, how did you get your legs stronger? How did you do this? But how did I get my mindset stronger? Yeah. That is what you really need to push for. It's also, you know, real quick, I, um, again, I get a lot of people who message me, and I answer all of them back. Everyone. I'm mm-hmm. like, I feel this is, this is my duty. I want to make sure that, like, people are getting what they need. I'm actually going to be talking to a student later today. She's young, 17 years old. This is her. She tore her Achilles. Now she tore ACL again. And I said, she's like, my friend was like, can you please talk to her? Can you please help her through this? She sent me a whole list of questions. Do you think any of them are really about, you know, how do I get my legs stronger again? It was all mindset. How do I get through that? How do I do 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 this knowing that I might not be able to get back to gymnastics again? How do I do, like, all mindset stuff. So I'm really happy to 
go and talk with her today and hopefully encourage her, just like we hopefully have encouraged you guys to, you know, to really be present and take all these down moments as such great opportunity to learn so much more about yourself and push yourself to these levels that are just incredible. And if you keep seeing it as struggle and, like, no, Nick, this is fucking cute. You're saying, like, the trouble is really, like, an opportunity. Sure, if you want to play it as, like, a quote from a quote book and you want to live with that statement as a quote, it's not going to be authentic for you. But if you can jump and dive into, like, okay, this hurts right now, and the hurt is actually a sensation that reminds me that the possibility of change is there. That's what hurt means. That's what pain and stress and distress and discomfort, like those things are triggers that possibility is there. If all things are good and everything is just like honky-tonky, like, oh, yay, I'm living, you will not have the same level of possibility to shift and adjust. I just really, like, I actually believe that. And, I'll, and I'll, again, authenticity and openness. In times in my life, like recently, where I'm really struggling, it's hard to believe that point in that moment. Totally is. It's hard. And, like, I have found ways, like, for me, so stupid, but I turn on because I'm a giver of motivation. I receive motivation really well. So if I turn on powerful YouTube speakers, like, I, I just throw on YouTube. And, like, before I do anything else in the morning... It's either like drinking water or journaling or, or listening to a positive thing to start my day. And that fires me up. And it just is a reminder, like, even in the shitty shit, that's where growth and opportunity lies. And the second that you see that as authentically true, it is a game changer. It's like you, get, you literally start hopping and get excited when shit goes wrong because it's like, this is something telling me something. Something's coming. Something's, Something's coming, better. baby. There's something brewing. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Well, I'm fired up. Yeah, right? I now, didn't even, now I didn't, I'm ready. Like, I really, now I, like, let's go. Let's, like, go, let's go. Right? Let's this is go. A, so perfect to finish on let's go. We always finish with, I ask my, my guest if there's one thing, and you said more than enough, but if there's one thing you can leave the listener with right now, the fam on the other side, some, some moment that's going to make them feel like, let's go, like get me fired up. Something that, that keeps you going. Like, do you have some type of words of wisdom to keep people less goad? I feel like one of the words I use for my vision board when a lot of stuff started coming is, I will persist until mm-hmm. I succeed. Love it. And it's persistence. Just keep persisting. Keep moving forward no matter what. Just keep yourself moving forward no matter how you're feeling. No matter if you're like, like you were saying, we're down in the dump some days persist and you will you i'm telling you you will totally succeed i got nothing to say Boom. after that uh <laughs> where can we find you you can find me on instagram angela a-n-g-e-l-a underscore gargano g-a-r-g-a-n-o you can find me on instagram feel free to message me whenever i do get back i mean it may take me a while because i got a lot of messages but i will get back to you i would love to help you and support you in any way i can and that's what we're here for hell yeah and watch her in August. Yes, August. I'm not really sure the date. It's supposed to be August 12th, so we'll just stick with that right now. But I'll be in finals, and you'll see an epic, epic run. It's even better than the first one. Can't tell you how I did, but Ooh. it's better than the first one, so you're going to want to see it. Suspense, baby. It's Ooh. killing me. Well, Angela, thank you so much. You're the bomb. I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you all for listening. Please take to heart some of the things that you heard today. Implement. Change your mental state, and then take massive action baby you got the rest of the day waiting for you let's go thank you all see you next time have a beautiful beautiful day
Yo fam, I want to acknowledge you today for taking leaps and bounds towards a more epic life. Your support and attention is so greatly appreciated and I never take it for granted. Thank you so much for listening. I would love if you would continue to be a part of the Nick Packs Fit fam. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and I'll see y'all on the next episode.